This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Episode 17 of Divots and Pivots. We got the Byron Nelson, the AT&T, sorry, AT&T, the AT&T Byron Nelson at TPC Craig Ranch this week. Uh, but as always, I'm joined by the star himself. How are you doing? The star. We are in the Lone Star State. I thought that's where you were going to go with your dad pun. AT&T, please don't pull your ad dollars oh, from us. I just uh, for not set you up for the star pun. No, I, I thought you were just confused because softball. I think I think they do the Pebble Beach. How many tournaments does AT&T do? They I do know, a bunch they, of they get the AT&T Pro-Am. They got the, yeah, they get a bunch. Listen, they shout to those Rolex folks. of golf. <laughs> Don't pull your ad dollars, Rolex. We love you too. <laughs> uh, no, nah, man, things are great. It's another wonderful, beautiful day morning here in the state of New England. That's right. It's a state because that's where I'm from. It's kind of considered a state originally. No, nah, things are great. Yesterday was the mass open qualifier at Kernwood, or sorry, Monday was the mass open qualifier at uh, Kernwood Country Club. Um, ha- ask me how I did, Andrew. Yeah. So, so how did you do, bud? I'm not, I'll keep doing the show. I'll be doing the show for a while. So you don't need to go look for another host. I don't need to, I, I texted, um, I texted my future former nine to five and let her know that I'm not going to be quitting anytime soon to be a pro golfer. Uh, I hit the ball really well. Like I was, I was first team all driving range and I don't mean on the driving range. I actually, on the course, I hit it well. I was 12 for 14 fairways, 14 of 18 greens. Um, okay. the wind, the, in the, I mean, the wind was blowing 20 to 30. It was gusting 35 to 40. And yeah, those are true tough. stats. Ask me how many putts I had, Andrew. Gosh, you've had to have had at least, uh, at least 35 from the way you're saying I had 41 putts, Andrew. Jesus, man. <laughs> I had 41 putts. Um, 
It it started <clears throat> it started really on the first hole. And no, by the way, those of you who are about to tune out, I'm not going hole by hole. Um, that's actually <laughs> going to be a bonus episode. Look for that everybody wants to hear the, the, the Mass Am qualifier. Well, I, listen, <laughs> the, the Mass Am qualifier is June 1st at Ipswich Country Club. Shouts Ipswich. I'm coming oh, up there for a, a nice practice round. right there. Yeah, it's an, well, it's another kind of beastly guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one, Kernwood's a Donald Ross layout. And like I said before, it's similar to the UF layout. Uh, down in down at the University of Florida, but these greens were were brutal, man, and they were rolling. And um, I just, I, I, I honestly, where it fell apart for me was when I for when I decided to take 15 minutes on the driving range. I had 30 to get there, um, mm-hmm. or to to get warmed up. I wanted to get there earlier, but uh, COVID took my kid out of daycare this week. Everybody in the Copeland clan is fine. We actually all tested on on Sunday night when we got the email from daycare, and we tested and everybody again else Monday, so at daycare who was not. We're fine. fine. <laughs> yeah, it was so it was somebody. It was a teacher in her class, and then like the other teacher got it, and then they all had to stay home. So, anyways, yeah. Um, so that kind of ate into my warm up time, but even then, I didn't use it smartly or smartly, as they say up here. I went straight for the driving range. I felt good hitting the ball, and then I only spent about 10, 15 minutes rolling putts. Dude, these yeah. things were rolling. I'd say an 11, maybe a 12 easy. I was going to uh, ask you what they were rolling. So how accurate were the putting greens to the greens on the course though? Cause that's always, a, uh, that's always exactly, a, exactly, exactly. You never know how, the, how accurate the, I, the putting greens yeah, are. Yeah. But I, I should have rolled the dice and taken my chances because it took yeah. me, I mean, it took, I, I didn't have a three putt after the 12th hole. I mean, okay. and that's so, so all of that damage because, <laughs> like I said, I was hitting fairways, hitting greens. Um, really, what happened was too. I I had a four putt on nine. That's four putts. So it's a short par three, 135 yards. I had about oh, a 20 footer uphill, and it sloped severely from back to front. And my first putt left me with about a two footer side hill, and oh, I was no. still fuming uh, just from just from lipping out. And I walked up, took my time, lined it up. And right at the last second, I realized that I was holding it, not cross-handed. Like I normally putt the other way, threw me that, that one up at four feet by. So I'm like standing on the 10th tee fuming. There's trouble 320 long. And I'm, and I'm still just seeing yeah, red from that mad, four putt. Yeah. I grabbed the driver, air mailed that thing. Probably, I mean, it was downwind. So it probably went 350 in the air. Um, and that's when I realized I needed to get out of my own head. But at that point, mm-hmm. the damage is done. Yeah, uh, yeah, I only no, bro- I only broke concentration. <laughs> well, yeah, and I only that's that's really the only moment I broke concentration. The rest of it, I took it in stride. And I'm I feel good about how I hit the ball. And quite frankly, um, literally, like I said, after 13 on, I was putting all right. I think I had on the last six holes, I had three one putts, and the rest were two okay. putts. So I mean, it was it was, it was not late, bad. Unfortunately, it was just too late. And so I know that when I when, you know because I trust every anytime I stand over ball to hit it with a full swing, I trust myself blindly. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like riding a, not riding a bike. That's sh- that's a shitty analogy. <laughs> Putting's the last thing to come back to you. And there's nothing and, about golf. That's like riding a bike. We never swing the same way twice. <laughs> I swear to God. No, you don't. But so anyways, <laughs> it was a great learn. It was a great learning experience. Great. I, I massacred the field in, in ball striking. And just so quick, so quick question. So when you hit it flush, what is like your average drive distance? Like, what would you say? Like you feel safe? Stock like when- driver? Like if you're just walking up to a team, you know there's trouble. Like say there's a say there's a water hazard out there, and, and it's like you know 300 away. Are you comfortably going for it? Or are you laying up? Clear like carry like to clear like to clear it is 300. Yeah. No, my con- like I I would be confident to carry 270 275. Okay. So um, we're, we're similar then, because I, like, I feel like my average is like that's 270 to 290 range. Depending on the wind, yeah, depending on the wind and, and other stuff, you know, two, like I, I would look at 285 and think like, yeah, I got this. Okay. Uh, now, that said, I spent most of yesterday horizontal. Uh, 
because I walked to those 18 holes carrying my bag. Um, and no caddies at this event, huh? No, there are caddies. I just oh. you you were busy, and it was it's a it was a Monday. That's right. It was a well, random ass Monday in May, and it was a qualifier. Future, so future future tease. I am going to carry the bag for butt at one of these uh, these amateur tournaments sometime this year. I got three more. I got three more. I got three more swipes at this apple. All right, so I, that that didn't work out. Um, I don't even remember our bet from last week. Let's talk about last week real quick. Obviously, my oh, brain was on right. Monday. What was our bet? I, I forget too. We had la- I think we had Nate Lashley and Doc Redman going head to head. Yeah, and they both sucked. <laughs> I mean, I looked down and Redman was eight over halfway through Friday. On the play. I, I just, I almost texted and Nate Dave Lashley Gardner. withdrew halfway through round uh, two after so, he was plus six. So we'll call it a wash. We'll just we'll wash call it we'll a call it a wash. Thing. I, you're a sixer up on me. Uh, I'm okay I've with been, that. We we got the PGA next cold. week. I've been ice cold since the Masters. Uh, I, I crushed it at the Masters. I have been ice Same here. cold since. It's killing well, that's me. That's gonna that's gonna all turn around this week. Because I still believe Craig in the process Ranch. that I'm doing too. That's the thing. I still believe the process is right because <laughs> it worked leading up to the Masters. It worked at the Masters. Just these last few tournaments have just been. Oh, just so we're been gonna wrong. so okay. I like this. We're gonna front load the show with divots and pivots because that's the second pivot you've come. Um, talking about <laughs> you know, or you've enacted. I after the putting thing, I was like, that's it. I got to change something because. I actually putted really well in my league round on Saturday. Actually, I forgot to bury the lead. Um, I had four birdies, shot 73. You know, obviously, tournament golf, wind was blowing 30 versus, you know, your your are the reason why you're not telling us the score from Monday? (laughs) 86. Oh, you can look it up. It's public knowledge. Okay, wow. That is high for you from what you've told me from your your other round. That's pretty high for you. I think one one person on the day shot shot par. Everybody else was in the field. Okay. Was I mean, with that kind that. of win for an amateur tournament, yeah. that's, that's oh, a brutal boy. win for that. That's you kidding me? Oh, stupid! It was stupid win, and that's why I, I was totaling. We were totaling up the scores of the ten afterwards, and the guy with my card said my number out loud. And the other guy we were playing with, he goes, "What?" And he looked at me, and I was like, "Did you not pay attention? I didn't make shit." And he's like, he started thinking about it, and he goes. Oh, that's right. You had that four putt on nine, and that, we'll see. The four putt on nine was the only time that I actually went. I was like, "Mother." And I yeah, like, slapped you, my putt. Like, kind of lost it a little I, bit. I, I did, it, well, which is what led to the OBT shot on ten. Like mm-hmm. again, though that four putt and that OBT shot, I missed the cut by eight strokes. So I mean, okay. 88, 78, I think seven, no nine strokes. Seventy seven made the cut. Seventy eight was an alternate. Forty one putts. I I should be hitting thirty. You're right. That's I mean that eleven yeah. strokes right there. But you, really, I was a big number on ten for hitting OB after a four putt, and mm-hmm. that was actually the mental error. I could have gotten through everything else. Huh? Actually, between the four putt and the OB ball, you could have been seven the... seven strokes right there. So I would have yeah. done it, but that who knows, you know. The, so, but it would have changed like your it. mentality in those following. Oh, for holes. sure. Big hole and, to hole is huge mentality difference. Listen, it'd been a while. It'd been a while. It's kind of like when you're. It's kind of like when you haven't been in a fight in a long time. You know, like growing yeah. up, your boys, you wrestle, you fight, you punch each other. It, it's so funny when people talk about the, you know, the stereotypes of dudes. And I'm like, there's called stereotypes for a reason. Like, you know, we are, you know, we're not, we're not the brightest. Um, <laughs> but you, I mean, you just have to, it felt good to kind of go out there after rolling in a 73 in a practice round. And, you know, I've been crushing it out at the meadow and then to have tournament golf, <clears throat> toughest conditions I could imagine. I mean, 45 degrees, 30 mile an hour wind. It was awesome. 
and then to have just to get beat around like that in a yeah. sadistic kind of way. I was, yeah, I was kind of like, yeah, okay, this is this is you know, I feel like bloodied and battered, and I'm like, all that's right, right. it was on. your first tournament in a while though, so that's yeah, that's I mean, true. since you last, last year, used to that, sure, because so you you had alluded to to some of your practice rounds and trying to get yourself in that mental mindset of being in a tournament because it is and, a different mindset and you and can't replicate it until you're there. No. So and, and but, I'm not even gonna try. Like, I, so on Saturday with my league round. We were playing a points game, and it was yep. a it was a it was a, a best a best ball four man. It was just points, so I was just aggressive on everything. I was going after everything, mm-hmm. hitting driver where I wouldn't, you know, going after cutting corners, and I still dicked around and you know turned in a decent score because the game was trying to hit birdies and, and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also after playing on Monday, I realized you're right. You can't you can't replicate it, but you can try to at least tap into it. And when it's sure. fresh, so like fresh wounds and just reminding yourself when you do maybe start, when you're starting to dick around, not take it for granted that routine is important. Putting out is important, mm-hmm. and, but your expectations are important as well, because this game is not about competing all the time. Uh, how many millions of people play this game and how few percentage actually compete. And I don't mean that in any yeah. kind of pompous way. It's no, it's, it's not supposed to be a hard game. game. It's, it's just because the odds is like, it's just odds. It's math. <laughs> it's what it is. And not so, everyone can compete for money. And, and again, the, the the guys I was, the guys I was, the guys I was playing with, the guys I were, <laughs> I, I was or were. The gentlemen in my group were incredibly complimentary, and uh, that made me feel good. So good, I, mean, good, I know good. that's what we're all here is is about my feelings. We are twelve minutes into this show, and we're still hey, talking oh. about my feelings. No, actually, <laughs> I love it. It's cool. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I actually, I, it, you know, the other reason I didn't. I wasn't able to kind of hit peak performances because these hadn't come yet. There they are. I had to, I had to play. I had to play. I had to play with the, the other guy's balls and um, don't get me wrong. I don't mind playing with anybody's balls. Uh, You know, I'm I'm perfectly comfortable with anybody's balls in my hand, but if you're going to be, if you're going to be your best, you have to know, you you have to be comfortable with who's handling your balls. And the, the gentleman at Piper, Mike up at Piper, the, those, they yes. do it right. Shout, shouts to the boys in Atlanta for stepping up and bringing us something exciting and new. So we're, we're excited to be having them with us here on Divots and Pivots. And I'm excited to be having them uh, with me in the fairways and bunkers. Uh, yes, yeah, so you got out. the gold. You got the gold pack because you are a much better golfer than I am. I get the blue pack because uh, my, I know my handicap. So the blue pack for me was the handicaps between five and 15. And I know my handicap is somewhere around 13 when I'm, when I'm playing good. Um, and, and it's been high, it's been better than that. There's been times in my life where I've been playing more. And that's the thing with golf. The more you play, the better you are. It's just the way it is. But, you know, life gets in the way, and you can only play as much as you can play. So I, I, I'm on those blue ball, the blue ball roll, and I got mine too. I did a – if you didn't see it, go on TikTok, search uh, Mr. Yep. Ballard. You can see the opening. I've been posting it on Twitter the last couple of days. So uh, go to divots and, at Divots and Pivots. You can find that TikTok and take a look at the balls yourself. Because, look, the one thing I like about it, and I don't, I don't know how you feel as uh, someone who plays golf – at a, at a bit higher level than me, but that the, the built-in line that's already on the balls, obviously for putting, that's a nice help, but do you find it helps when you're lining up your, your approach shots, your drives or anything too? Like, do you, do you use that mentally as well? Well, on approach shots, probably not unless it's actually just lining up directly where you want, because you can't touch your ball in the well, fairway. Sure, no, I'm joking. Ball, no, I'm yeah. actually, oh God, yes, you can. You but know how many, you know many leagues yeah. they say that you yeah, preferred lies in your fairway? Um, <clears throat> yes, on the green. I'm not, I'm not a line person myself. I actually put a singular dot on top of the ball uh, and I kind of mentally look at everything. 
on the T though, that was the new one for me. And I, I think it might've yeah. been an interview with Bryson recently or somebody else by recently. I mean, the last two years, I, I feel like I anything. Com- I do think I saw someone mention it on a commercial recently though. It was right. It gives me. <laughs> oh, can't. And I think it might have been Cam Champ, who, by the way, shouts to me for calling that one last week. That was one that, that I mean, and he's he, I I like him this week. We'll talk later. But to your question about the the beautiful Piper and the lines on your blue ball, um, and go take go take their quiz. Go take their quiz. Yes. It's pretty accurate. Um, this the gold are for seven or less handicap. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd say you were talking about the more you play, the better you get. The only reason I was able to, you know, enter these tournaments was because by the end of last summer. Yeah. My handicap was in a place to get to these tournaments. I'd nice, say I'm okay. probably I'll, I'll comfortably walk around with a three around my neck any all day right now. If you look me up, it's lower than that. Um, but again, that's because that's how I was playing at the end of the summer last it's, summer. It's early season right now, though. You get you got for time sure to for sure. In. I'm I still I still have a goal of being plus by the end of the summer, and I think I might get there. Um, but no, go take their quiz, check it out. I'm looking forward to them. The line off the tee is what is what has actually got me to take my tee shots a little, not seriously, but to take my time. I used to be yes. of the school of grip it and rip it. And I still am to a point, but I do line them. I do line up my tee ball using that line. And then I mm. step back and take a look because for me, it gets a starting point visually yes. where I want that thing to go. Forget see, cause I have a hard time t- and I have a hard time with my visually where I tend to hit the ball straight, but hit it towards the right because I'm, I'm just offline. Like, so I, it's called a, a slice. Times, no, no, it's not a slight. I'm, telling you, <laughs> I'm it just kidding. With, I'm just, it's an know, open yeah. club face or even not even an open club face. It's just that when I then st- step up and I hold the club against my chest and see where it's pointing, I'm pointing right. Like I'm not even realizing how far right my feet are kind of idea. So that line is going to help, I think, kind of help me remind me to let's take a step at a second and make sure we're aiming upright. You, you know, read Bob Rotella's book. Golf is not a game of perfect. It's like a, it's a bathroom yeah, book. Yeah. It's a bathroom book. And, mm-hmm. and by the way, for all the, the children out there who aren't 40 <laughs> bath, like back before cell phones and everything, you used to bring a book or like a magazine. The handheld the, Yahtzee games. Right, 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 right. <laughs> like, it, I mean, it's God, a world before cell phones on the toilet. That's a whole podcast. Well, you know, this is the, the image I have is the newspaper folded in half on top of the radiator. That's uh, that's. I mean, you grew up in Florida. You probably didn't have radiators. I was just about to say, I I didn't know what a radiator looked like up here in New England. We had radiators galore in those old, you know, Victorian style houses. I first time I went to my parents' house or my dad's house in Detroit or outside of Detroit in Dearborn, Michigan. Um, he actually used to work at a pharmacy, uh, not too not too far from Eight Mile. True story. There we go. Well, what people don't realize, Eight Niles is not a movie. It's just the name of a road, you know. Exactly. Eight, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's that's the right there. Yeah. Radiators and bathroom readers and talking about um, Piper Golf. Piper Golf so happy right now that uh, we went from Piper Golf to bathroom reading. Uh, but nah, <laughs> they Piper, did it right. Piper Golf. I'm very excited about Piper Golf being part of the show. Very excited. Uh, what they're... And, and so I'm going to take those with me. I've got a little golf adventure coming up and I'll report back about it next week. Yes. When we talk about the PGA, we're also going to talk about Boudreaux's travels. I'm going to go take on another Donald Ross course and a Pete Dye course mm-hmm. out in French Lick, Indiana. Uh, Shouts Lick French. Shouts Lick? Shouts what was, what French Was that Lick. a new word? What is that? Shouts Lick. Shouts Lick. Shouts Lick. Um, nice. uh, I'm not going to go any I don't, deeper I don't, I don't even. I can't even make a joke about that word. That's just a weird you, word, man. <laughs> It's two words. It's two um, words, but it's a weird yeah, combination. I'll, I'll take them out there with me, and hopefully, I think my hat's going to come in. Uh, I ordered the yeah. gray hat. Wait, did you get the piping hat too? Of course, duh. I got the. What color did you get it in? Gray, duh. 
Oh, I got it in the the what's it? The forest or the uh, um, the evergreen? I think it's called the evergreen. Yes, and I will tell you this: I accidentally ordered the black, and when I saw it on my receipt, I emailed the folks at Piper. No problem at all. My ball still came the next day. Yeah, the um, balls came so fast. Yeah, well, they're I mean, they're they're pros when it comes to balls at Piper, and uh, and then the hat. I was like, hey, real quick, folks, just noticed this. I accidentally meant that. Balls showed up before the email showed up. Like the balls yeah. showed up, and then they were like, "We got you covered, bud. The new hat's on the way." Um, super stoked about working with with Belly Up and uh, Divots and Pivots. So, yeah, no, they they're, they're good about that stuff. Uh, they they got to start with the golf balls. Uh, they're expanding more. They're they've expanded into some apparel right now. They plan on expanding even more into apparel. So keep an eye out when you go to Piper Piper dot Golf is the correct website. Okay, so go to Piper dot Golf. No.com, just piper.golf. You go there, you can check out the, the apparel they do have, and then keep an eye out for their future apparel. They got some lines coming out that are going to be absolute fire. Uh, it's going to be fun. And then, speaking of apparel, the other great sponsor we have in the clutch, as you notice right up here at the top of the screen, Piper Golf on one side, in the clutch apparel on the other. Uh, they're coming through. So they are a, they fully license T-shirts for both right now the MLB and the MLS. So if you go in there, they got some creative, funny, fun T-shirts uh, that involve different MLB players, MLS players, different teams. Uh, they, they got some fun stuff. They're gonna be expanding into different sports. So get on there for both of these brands, Piper and the Clutch, or and in the Clutch, Div Piv, D I V P I V, ten percent off on your order. Use it, you won't be sorry. It's great stuff. And in the clutch is also very excited. We're going to get their CEO on here in a couple of weeks. Uh, hopefully, we're working on that to to talk uh, talk about what they got going on. So that's going to be some fun stuff. I like what you did right there with um, the CEO from In the Clutch. We are super stoked. They've got dope stuff. Uh, it's 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 fun. It's engaging. And yeah. and you look at it and you kind of. You look at it and you immediately know what they're trying to get after. So they, they're, they're good yeah. at what they do. We're excited to talk to them. But I like what you did there by already announcing that he's coming on. There's a scene in the West Wing. And again, Locking fans, him of, in. <laughs> fans of the show know that I, I'm an Aaron Sorkin fanatic. Uh, I would love to get him on the show just to see if he has any idea. I want him to do a golf movie about Tiger's life. That's my dream. The I want, way he did, we need to start a counter. Who do you, who do you uh, mention more, Aaron Sorkinson or David Lipsky? We're going to start a counter in the corner of the, of the graphics here. Cause, well, cause Lips, you're, you're, Lipsky's you're, in the you're league. Starting to catch I'm, up with Lipsky. Well, Lipsky's in the league because I've never mentioned Aaron Sorkinson, but um, <laughs> f- well, funny you enough, most definitely have. I've never ma- mentioned Aaron Sorkinson. Maybe, I've mentioned maybe, you know, Aaron maybe Sorkin. Maybe that's what. I'm but confusing. Aaron, maybe that's what I'm confusing. <laughs> which I was about to make a joke about Aaron Sorkin's son actually was supposed to come to my camp that I worked at up in Maine. And then uh, at the last minute family had, had, um, had to change their, their plans and they ended up coming at a different time. But that's why I was about to make a joke. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck Aaron Sorkinson is, but the super fan of Aaron Sorkin over here, I want him to do tiger's life. Um, but speaking of, yeah, I like what you did there by boxing and the CEO. Cause in the West wing, there's a scene where they're trying to do that to get somebody to join some committee and the press secretary for the white house just announces it. And the person looks at her, like looks at, at her husband and it's like, did you agree to do that? And he's like, um, I, guess I, I guess I did. Like, yeah, like I'm looking at it on TV. So for the I've talked to talk to them very uh, much. It's all about just figuring out the time. That's life, isn't it? Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, we're, we're very excited to welcome both Piper Golf and In the Clutch to the family. Uh, some fun stuff coming with them. 
Um, and yeah, speaking, <coughs> speaking, speaking of time, Sorry. it's all about timing <clears throat> and the timing could not be better for us to bounce back from this master's hangover that we both seem to be in, engrossed in because, um, much like we did with the Mexico open, we're going to give last week's golf tournament for the professionals. Uh, what was last week? I, I did so bad. Like Wells, Fargo. Wells Fargo. Uh, thank you. That's right. Yes. Now I tuned out when three of my, three of my four players in my other league. Uh, hey, we, were, we said it was a Keegan Bradley week. He finished top, I think top five or maybe he finished in six, but he was up there. He was definitely okay. top 10. So we're going to start, we're going to start calling this dog of the week because first it was Brendan Todd. Then I go shitting on Keegan Bradley. And he's up there. But I yeah. did my whole song and dance about how, like, I don't know. He's not. But did he win? He didn't win, but he would have helped you win some DFS lineups for his ownership. Yeah, he would, have, it, he would have been there. And that's the thing. Whenever Keegan Bradley doesn't often pop in any models, but when he does, you better hammer him because he pops for a reason. He has like these handful of courses and tournaments that for some reason he just shows up for, turns it on. He. He's a very um, uh, habitual player, I guess I should say, where he knows the places that he likes to play at kind of kind of idea. I he's guess. a horse for courses? Yeah, thank you. That's what I was trying to think of. Horse, he's a horse for a course, yes. Speaking of, speaking of courses. Yes, let's get right. into this. Yeah. All right. So, and by the way, next week we've got the PGA coming at you. You'll see a you'll see a slightly different different bit of a show because we'll really yeah. hammer it hard. Southern Hills coming at you hard. Um, and actually, we might have a friend from Southern Hills joining us. That was something I didn't tell you off air. Uh, more to come. More to come on that. Uh, I, big market tees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your 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 boys got connections in Bixby, Oklahoma. Look it up, Bixby. Go. It's a place. Actually, Bixby Spartans. If you yeah. Google their high school I've football heard of stadium, Bixby, Oklahoma. Actually, it's got it's it's got one of the biggest like jumbotrons of any high school football stadium in in America. My one of my best friends uh, is a Bixby alum. Go Spartans, and uh, I, <laughs> so that's a lot about Bixby, Oklahoma. Jeez, yeah. So talking, about, I was talking about uh, horses for courses. TPC yeah. Craig Ranch. This is a Lone Star State showdown i mean you've got guys out here will zalatoris uh grew up playing the course sam burns mm-hmm. and somebody else in the field i can't remember the name own the course record it's right in front of me uh you've got all these texans who basically played like high school tournaments college tournaments yeah. amateur tournaments a bunch of them are members out there i mean it's i think there's only one member in the field this week but at the same time they've all at one point called tpc craig ranch which is not I mean, it's nothing to, it's nothing to, nothing to turn your nose up at 7,400 plus. Um, It's a long one, but the fairways are open and forgiving. They have some Mm -hmm. Creek that crosses at 14. Was it Raymond's Rowlett? Rowlett Creek crosses at 14 times, but apparently there's not a lot of danger. The the, the fairways are kind of forgiving and wide Uh, Mm -hmm. length really isn't kind of a, too much of a differentiator because they're playing off that, what kind of grass are they playing off this week? I want to hear you say it. I grew up. Oh this was god! The, I, so, this was yeah, the typical grass in a southern, in a, like a southern. I need. I need hold on, I because I, I need to look at how this because I can't, it's it is a fun. I whenever I read it, I was like, what in the world? Um, hold on, I have, right, I have it right in front of me here too. Oh yeah, it's it's uh. So I'm gonna say Zoiza. So that's that. Yeah. Okay. So you, 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 you okay. don't sound too much like a Yankee. Um, yeah. That Georgia. The, I mean, basically when you get down South, you almost think people are saying Georgia. It's like, no, well, that's what the way jo- you just said. It. I thought you said Georgia. Well, the proper pronunciation when you don't want to sound like, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to denigrate my own people. We just talk different. Uh, <laughs> if you play on that stuff, you can nip it 
with anything. It sits up nice and high. It's basically like, okay. it's basically like hitting off of a, the nicest driving range mat you've ever been on that actually will give you a little bit of a divot. It's the most, the, this is a ball strikers grass. That's the best way to explain it. It just sits up pretty on it. So you got wide for giving fairways. You got ball strikers gra- grass um, and you got Bermuda greens and it's going to be a long, uh, a, a long, tough test. It's not gonna be too hard. It's not like it's an over long, overwhelmingly challenging course, but um, you got a lot of familiarity. So I almost have. I mean, between Spieth, Scheffler, Zalatoris, and just name a Texan, and they've, you know, they've well, played. Man, there's some big name Texans in this field this week. Like this, this some juice. This is definitely feeling like a like a, a stars and studs kind of lineup week because there's just some big names that are going to be really hard to get away from. I mean, Harry, Ryan Palmer, that's the other guy who's got the course record here. Sam Burns and Ryan Palmer. And so, I mean, Ryan he's Palmer another... has the course record here? I, uh, oh. Yeah, Ryan Palmer told Golf Week he has the course record at CPC. Oh, he told Golf Week he has the course yeah, record at CPC. <laughs> no, he does. Because uh, Sam Burns I, I is, is Yeah, oh, so do I. What the fuck does he have to, to, to yeah. lose by? Oh, I got a course record there. It's like you're a millionaire in golf. No, but uh, he's got the course record. Sam Burns has it in competition. So – Really, what we're looking at this week is, uh, for me, you know, looking at the course like that where it's long, forgiving, mm-hmm. uh, the greens aren't known to be too tricky, not like the Donald Ross greens that uh, murdered me last week. 41, 41 putts. Um, ball strikers. Who's striking it well right now? Because if you're exactly. striking it well right now, you're going to be hitting it close. Uh, you don't need to be a bomber. You just need to get it in the fairway, put yourself in position, and then if you're if you're striking it well um, – that's well, I think that, that speaks perfectly to one of the one of the key stats I used, which was that uh, proximity of approach shot approach shots being two hundred plus yards. Right. It just shows that you, you're not you don't have to bomb it down the fairway. You just got to get it into a spot that you're comfortable with. And because look, two hundred plus yards for an approach is the average approach shot on this course, or I should say, the average. It's the highest average uh, approach shot. It's on the this high course. end of the average. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Also, the par threes, there's three of the four par threes, I think, are 200 plus, something in that range. Yeah. Uh, so, it, you know, a guy like a guy like Justin Thomas immediately jumps to, to mind as far as that's the prototypical, uh, you know, who he almost sounds like any TPC, Justin Thomas is going to do well. Sure. But, <clears throat> but that being said, TPC, Craig Ranch, the Texans are out there. Uh, we... I almost think that there's if if I was if I was laying bets or I think I'll, there's probably a prop bet out there. Lone Star alum versus the field, like a Texas kid mm-hmm. or the field, because you got like Harry Higgs, all the SMU crowd, and I think you can even say if you played for either t- Texas or SMU, you count. Uh, See, so that makes sense. I'm looking at, looking at projected ownership right now, Sam Burns and Will Zalatoris are the only two that are projected over twenty percent ownership right now. Uh, yeah. Sam Burns at 21, Zalatoris at 20. So, look, it makes sense, but unfortunately, the field is also onto the same uh, narratives, uh, which is unfortunate. Uh, but maybe it creates an opportunity to where you can find a, um, a lesser known name who has all same also experience kind of in the area and on the course. Uh, you know, it could work out for you. You just have to know where to look. Well, let's get into that then. We got well, our trusted friends at Fantasy National Golf Club. Shouts to the ladies and gentlemen at Fantasy National and to their mixed conditions model. Uh, you know, your boy, your boy, real Mr. Mallard, the Mr. Mallard likes to get in the weeds 
uh, and, and really get down and dirty. I'm much more broad strokes. I got my three, it's my three to four things I look for each week. And ironically enough, they almost always end up being the mixed conditions model because <laughs> I would but say it's not in the mixed condition model is what you bring uniquely to this show is your strokes gained home life. And that's what I count on for account on you for each week. And you know they more about strokes gained home life than anybody else or any other site can give us. So that's why you it, tune in here. Yeah, and until they copyright that that phrase, I'm going to keep using it because as much as they like to say it, I know it. I, I know more about it. Um, you you do you really have one of those? I wouldn't. I would not expect this to be a shocker of a winner. I would expect some favorites to come out on top, but we're not here to pick favorites. We're here nope. to pick points. So let's talk about the points yes. that we have out there to win this week and up in the 10K range. And before we go there, my three things, my three things I think I told you, and I might have d- dabbled at mm-hmm. them earlier. Strokes gained approach, because I, like I said, if you're hitting it, whatever, you know, that, that's I think that's the truest. I, I'm ripping this off of somebody else, but I agree. It, it's one of the best. It's one of the best measures of current form is strokes gained approach. It's kind of all yeah. encompassing because even if you don't have the greatest drive, it still encompasses how did you do from that spot? Or if it's it, not even on a if it's not even on a, a, an approach shot to the green, it could just be a layup on a par five. It's basically how much did that particular moving it, the ball from point A to point B, how much did that increase your your strokes gained on that hole? And it's uh, well, there's a reason why it's pretty much the most used key step for any it, week it, it's always it seems it's always in i'm like it, yes i look around it, at other experts too it's always in every single experts mixed conditions or key stats including mine yeah. it's just too good of a stat to, to like you said to gauge current form now some now some weeks i won't throw it in my top three just because there might be three more that are more jarring sure. where if we've got if you know that that's new but again, if you're doing five like, it still should make the top five pretty much every week oh for for damn sure so but this week this week mostly because again pga is next week so maybe some focus has shifted mm-hmm. who's focused on hitting the ball well at craig ranch <laughs> Um, strokes gained putting and i know that's something that you and i are not necessarily but i have this weird theory that um if everybody's hit, if everybody's playing off this perfect little Georgia fairways and they're all hitting up these tight approach shots, who's rolling them? I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if the winner has six, seven strokes gained in putting this week. Like well, then you know what? Time. Just for you, I'm going to add it in here. We're going to strokes gained putting into the mixed conditions and just see what it, how it changes things. Why not? Yeah. So you and can then, keep going, but I just figured I'd And then my third, my third one is just strokes gained, uh, strokes gained off the tee. And I know that sounds so basic, but – I, I don't think there's a whole lot to differentiate. This is not, again, it's a typical TPC course in the sense that it's a tournament players club. It's it's set up not for pros to benefit them, but this isn't one of the ones that jumps out of you. It's not a sawgrass. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> pardon me. It's not a sawgrass. It's not a PGA West. It's not anything like that where, um, you know, you, you can be like, damn, it's a comfortable, familiar, good test of golf. It would eat our lunch. I think I looked this up on the Gin app, and I'm like a plus. I'm like a not plus. I'm like an eight or nine handicap on this course uh, when I enter my my stuff. So I can't imagine what these guys are going to do to it. So yeah, real well, quick, I mean, I that's how courses around here in New England eat me for lunch. So I mean, <laughs> it's not saying much for me to go out there and get crushed by this course. Well, I mean, real quick, because then I do want to go into yours. New England golf in and of itself is like an entirely different beast. It's it really no secret is. to the show. I grew up in Florida. Um, I didn't grow up at Sawgrass. I just had the privilege of being there a lot, a lot, and be able to play it a lot. Uh, but Florida in general is wide open, and mm-hmm. you bomb it. You know, they make the you know it's wide open, it's flat, 
you know, you, you just, you just hit it as hard as you can and you go find it, you hit it again. That's, you know, I, I'm being very generic and stereotyping there. But when I moved up here to, to New England, I was licking my chops, looking at some of these these <laughs> scorecards, 63, 60, 400 yards. I'm like, yeah. par fives that are 460 yards. I'm like, that's a, that's a driver and a wedge. Like a if you get more it downhill trees, or downwind, <laughs> a lot more trees, a lot less land, a yeah. uh, lot more dog legs. So, I mean, I'm hitting these par, you know, I'll, I'll say a par five that's 440 or something. But what they don't tell you is that your tee shot can only go to 15. Exactly. And then you got to hit a six then, iron into it just to set yourself up. You got to go. Yeah. You got to go like six iron, six <clears> iron <throat> pitching wedge. And there's no way around it, guys. Yep. I, anybody, there are, anybody, there are a few courses here in New England where I only use the driver maybe on two holes. There are a I few get, courses where you can only, you just can't. I could get around my place without a driver. Luckily, there are a lot of holes where you get to hit it because I'm one of those like grunt and yeah. swing it guys. Just feels too good. <laughs> but there's a par five on the front, um, or the front of the meadow. It's number seven. And it's the one that, that, that really the first time just messed me up mentally because I can't hit anything higher than a five iron off the tee without, without mm-hmm. bringing trip. And I don't mean like bringing trouble into play. Like, you know, I'm afraid of something and cut a dog leg and you've got a landing area. That's about 15 yards wide. It's just not exactly. worth it. And it really, really hits you right in the ego. So anyway, yeah, new England golf's <laughs> a different beast, but down in Texas where they are this week, it's wide open. Let it fly. If you're putting in the fairway and you're, 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 pro- you're hitting some decent approaches, um, you're going to be in play. So why don't you real quick, tell us about your little mixed model, your little mixed model. It's such a dick. <laughs> your model that I, I rely on, but it's going to become the, the divots and pivots model. We're going to, we're going to brand the divots and pivots model. We're going to release it each week. It's going to be glorious. Um, no, yes. but I rely on it as a, as a differentiator. So talk us through your model yeah, real quick. So, so like we alluded to stroke scan approach is definitely, uh, a, a top, uh, key stat for me. I'm also doubling down with strokes game ball striking, um, like you said, this is just a ball striker's heaven for the way this course is set up, the way the, the fairway grass is set up. It just you, you gotta be able to place it. I did add in strokes game putting because look, I'm willing to uh, to learn a thing or two at any given time, and I liked your argument for adding in strokes game putting as maybe a differentiator uh, to, to set some guys apart from the field if they are all going to be equalized by this uh, the fairway greens. And then, like you said, or like I said earlier, the the proximity of 200-plus yards for either approach shots or those couple par threes that are 200-plus yards, uh, that's going to be, key. I think, one of the, the biggest keys this year is that 200-plus yards and that the par fours between 450 and 500. The, there's going to be some big yardage to to be had here with your irons and with your uh, kind of those middle clubs, your hybrids, your irons. So the guys who can flush those, hit those solid and feel confident in where they're going to end up, um, those are the guys that I'm looking to do good here. And then throwing in the opportunities gained um, because this is a course where, like you said, it's a, it's open fairways for the most part that you can feel pretty confident getting off the tee. I want guys who can take advantage of that and put themselves in position to, uh, to chase some birdies, to chase some Eagles on some of these par fives. So I want some opportunities gained as well. So those are my, my main key stats. It's a, a strokes gain approach, strokes gain ball striking, um, strokes gained opportunities, uh, and then the proximity of 200 plus, and then par fours between 450 and 500. And then, like I said, I added in your strokes gained putting as well. So that's what I have. And looking at the results of the way the rankings come out uh, for those, uh, it makes sense with what we were saying. A lot of the guys in the top 10 are in those higher price ranges here, your favorites. And the, you know, there's three guys in the top 10 that are over 10 grand. There's 
uh, two guys, two more guys in the top 10 that are over nine grand. So five of your top 10 right there are over nine grand. And this only compared to, I think it was last week where we had like five or six guys that were under $8,000. Um, we only have, I think it's four this week in the top 10 that are under $8,000. So this is definitely more of a stars and studs kind of, uh, sorry. That is the same thing. <laughs> Stars and scrubs kind of lineup. <laughs> well, listen, with the, with this show, all you get is a star and a stud. And so I mean, and it's, stud, un- yeah. it's, it's understandable that, the- no, I agree. It's uh, That's what I was smiling about is I was like, the cream's rising to the top this week. I'm going to use every sports cliche I can uh, yeah. that, to, to see. Because you, you look at our, our rankings and how they shake out. And we got major winner, major winner, major yeah. winner. Uh, most successful guy without a win right now and the highest guy ranked on the FedEx Cup points at 19 will zalatoris without a win uh right there Vaughn taylor said, well no, he's just gonna be popular this week because everybody's and, on it and he and this is his home course from i guess a while ago or he's there now i don't know scotty scheffler taylor so i mean our guys and there's another sneaky one there at 7200 who's not starred but i think i'm gonna make an argument for him when we get down to the 7k range so let's get to go it. back I, to your boy aaron rye i uh, yeah, I, and I, him and Lipsky. Somebody's gonna Lipsky even after his even after his collapse last week to miss the cut. I think I texted you at one point saying Aaron Rye, great call, he's doing great, and then he missed the cut after round two. Uh, that's why I never text anybody before Friday afternoon <laughs> about these scores. I'm just, um, yes, because I'm again, it's the Thigala or you know Zalatoris. When you when you're knocking at the door, it, it, your brain goes one of two ways, and this is kind of what I'm telling myself. Because let's be honest, this show is all about me licking my wounds for Monday. Is I was there, and like the like the guys I was playing with thought I played better than I did because I was hitting the ball well. I was staying with it on a much larger scale. Rye was, you know, he's there. He's you know he's back in his hotel room going one putt, two putts. That's all it took. You know, uh, I do think that he's going to break through. Um, I, I think Lipsky might first, quite frankly, but uh, that's just because I'm going to err on the side of the American over the British kid. But that's neither here nor there. Let's get to it. 10K, and I have, I have, I have a fun question for you in the okay. 10K range. If you're ready to start getting into the down and dirty, yeah, let's get shit. We're, let's, I mean, we're forty, we're forty minutes in. We yeah, might as well so talk about some say, DFS. Looking at, the, looking at the time, because that we're saying this is a, a stars and scrubs kind of kind of weak let's kind of fly through these higher favorite higher price favorites so that we can find our you know find all you good listeners some some scrubs that can make these uh make you afford one or two of these guys up top quick yeah that's perfect then then this is the one question i have for you in the 10k range and then we'll move down to 9k where i think there's a little more meat or a little more room for discussion 10k I read yep. something earlier that, that put Scotty Scheffler on the top of the list, and it said if he's in the field, he has to be a favorite. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I, I would anybody who mm-hmm. said I'm fading him this week, go f yourself. If you're intentionally yeah, avoiding him, that's a shitty argument. If you're just saying he's chalky, I don't mistake. want him. That's fine, right? I get, I, I can get that. So, anyways, let's just take him off the table. Scotty's out, mm-hmm. uh, and between Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, and Jordan Spieth. There was an old game you played back in the day with your friends. You know, f Chuck mm-hmm. or Mary. You got to, you know, you got to keep one, you're dating one, you're marrying one, and then you're, you're dumping one date, marry and dump. There we go. Date, marry and dump. Date, marry, dump. So that's a date, date, marry and dump. Justin Thomas, Dustin John Johnson, Jordan Spieth. And here it is. You're going to date. This is the person that you'll take. Okay. You'll put them in one because you think you could do it. Mary, obviously you're putting a ring on it. This is, this is, this is a flag you're planting in your, uh, in your lineups and dump. 
if if you need an explanation, you're probably single. So date, marry, and dump <laughs> Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, and Jordan Spieth for me. So so I'm gonna base my decision on these ones solely, not solely, obviously based on my model too, but mainly based on ownership here. So I'm gonna marry Jordan Spieth because I think at his ownership of only projected around 14%, and at that price. And his, you know, his Texas roots and everything like that seems too good. Uh, I'm going to date Justin Thomas because he's going to cost me too much money at close to 20% uh, ownership. So he'll be fun to, to get me there. He might be able to get me the win. But in the end, my wallet's going to be empty because I'm going to have too many shares of him is going to is going to bleed me dry. And then I'm going to I'm going to dump uh, Dustin Johnson because I just don't think this is the type of course for him. It's plain and simple. I don't All have right. a start. And I don't think his form is good enough right now to for this type of course as well. That it's just not going to work out. I what am actually, I'm, I'm marrying DJ. Oh, okay. With guys like this at this level, I'm just straight up ownership play. Who's the lowest owner? <laughs> Three, I think. I think DJ's down around ten. Um, mm-hmm. And he's also just dumb and zen enough to not know where he is. And so, if all it means. <laughs> If, if he's, I've heard people say it, he's the closest thing to Tiger when he's on, when they say like he is, sure. Scotty Scheffler's on a heater right now. I mean, he is. Yeah, you but, but Dustin, I know what you mean. Dustin Johnson, you watch Dustin Johnson when he's on, it's, freak, it's just, it just looks too smooth and easy. And, and so I would just say, if I'm going to marry somebody, I'm going to marry him. I'm going to take that leverage and spread it out. I'm going to, I'm going to date uh, JT. Because he because this sets up perfectly for him. That scrawny little squirt at 162 pounds soaking wet somehow can hit a five iron to the spot the size of a quarter from 220 yards. So I like him from those the in Jordan Spieth, I'm dumping mostly because I, you have to dump somebody, and I've got stronger arguments. Even though I was the one talking about Lone Star people, so there it is. Uh, date, dump, and marry. We're dating. We're gonna date JT. We're going to dump Jordan. Sorry, guys. And we're going to marry Dustin Johnson. Okay. There you have it. Bud's love life. <laughs> in, in a nutshell, man. All right. So down. So basically what we're saying is out of, out of there, um, honestly. So we both like JT. We both think that JT is going to do good. It's just whether or not we want to pay for him is, is the difference. Right. But we both think JT is going to do good. Do you think the, ownership's, the ownership projection is low on Scotty just because people are trying to do the whole, I don't want to take the top guy? Because – He's lower than than JT, and it's one of those things that what, what, like yeah, he's just under fifteen percent uh, projected, which isn't too bad considering his price. Considering his price, and and I think I think it's just people outsmarting themselves. Like like mm-hmm. that's why I said take him off the table for this fun little game because first sure. of all, it needs th- it needs three players, and second of all, I really would have a hard time arguing with anybody um to until 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 it's kind of one of those things until somebody knocks him off the throne he's a king so oh, let's get down to the win. Easily win. oh for freaking sure all right 9k range we have too many players to do date dump and marry but that doesn't yeah. mean there's not something in there for you, well, let's, what talk you about the, let's talk about the big names because we've already mentioned Zalatoris, who's you yep. know a, a local guy down here he's so him and Sam Burns are the two most popular in the tournament in general, and they're both here at 95 and 94. So Sam Burns projected 21% ownership. Zalatoris projected 20%. Um, I like Zalatoris more than Burns as far as finishing, and then obviously the, the ownership lines up that way as well as the price. I do like Zalatoris more than Burns this week. But i got to say, in this 9K range, I, I like hitching my wagon to, to Matsuyama coming in at a projected 13% ownership at 9,900. 
Um, I can get he ranks number two in my model this week. Uh, and so I can get behind me some uh, Matsuyama. His ball striking so far this year and his approach has just been clean. It's just been good. And if you're telling me that this type of fairway means that his, that his ball is going to sit up and he's going to be able to pick it clean and do whatever he wants with it as far as fading, draw, whatever he wants to do to get it into the green, I- I'm going to take him. And if he's going to be under-owned at, at under 14%, uh, that's a solid – He's got just as good of an opportunity to win this as some of the guys in the 10K range, in my opinion. I obviously see you at the Zalatoris. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. just kind of – I think, again, I'm not trying to outsmart myself with that one. But yeah. there's somebody else, and I actually just wanted to see this real, real quick. I want to make sure I had this. Right. That's what I thought. Pereira – Mido mm-hmm. Pereira, who's up there and he's sitting pretty, and yep, yeah, okay, nope, sorry, that's it. Joaquin Neiman, that's who I like in that other, the rest of the nine K range. He's he he is. I think I'm going to take his ownership because I think he is going to perform. He's up there 16, 16 almost seventeen percent. Mm-hmm. But he was in, even. he was playing really really well when he had that when when Mido Pereira had to withdraw from the team event, and I yes. think and this is this is where that kind of like. The competitive, you know, if it wasn't for this guy, I might have won that week. And I I think just with, again, the course sets up for him because these guys are pros. And this is one of those courses that if you're playing well, you're going to come through. And the folks at DraftKings know what they're doing. They price them appropriately and the projections over at Fantasy National. So I like Mido in the 9K range. Or not like Joaquin. Joaquin Neiman. Sorry. I like I like both. I'm, of gla- them. I'm glad you brought Neiman up actually because I just realized yeah. he wasn't starting. I meant when I did my research, I actually meant to star him, so I must have misclicked because I, I do agree with you that I do like uh, Neiman this week as well. Um, but so given our time, we do have to unfortunately move pretty fast yeah. to this, and, and I actually don't love a lot of the 8K range anyways. Neither do I. Um, so so I think that's kind of good. I know Jason Day played pretty good. Uh, uh, last week he played pretty good, right? He was in the. Uh, yeah, he finished um, T15. He did, and he's also, quote-unquote, he's got a new swing. He's talking about this new swing. He's kind of back. I think it's a head thing to get him away from all the injuries. And the 8K, so too, yeah. you're, you're right. I'm not in love with anybody here. Truth gun to my head, I would I would put some I would put some points behind Taylor Gooch, uh, again, talking about yep. some, somebody who likes the, likes the local flavor. And then Cam Champ, last week was playing well, uh, another course where he's a kid that – just pay attention. He's about to pop. He hits it a mile. He's a great ball striker. He's just a good, good. I think he won the Genesis a couple of years ago. He's been there before. He's going to be back. Um, and you can we'll get him at under six like, percent ownership right now. So that's at eight k under six percent. Cam Very Champ nice might be call there, Let's go down. Let's go further though. Let's go further down into the seven k wonderland. Yep. So you mentioned you mentioned Mito Pereira. I actually do yep. like him this week. Uh, especially at 7,600. That seems yeah. – I would have expected him to be in the 8K range, honestly. I think that's where his value is. So I think you're getting him at a fantastic value at 7,600. Uh, but I do want to mention someone who is more popular this week, and it's probably because more and more people are use, starting to use FantasyNational.com to, to start <laughs> researching because yeah. – he, he, does, he did immediate when you start putting in these key stats, he immediately popped towards the top. Um, he ranks 10th in my mixed condition model, but, but Kurt uh, Kitayama? Kitayama? I don't, I'm not sure if I'm saying that last name right, but yeah, Kurt Kitayama at, at 7,400 ranks 10th in my model. 
Um, I believe he was coming in in like just under 15, uh, right around 14% projected ownership, which for a guy at 7,400 and a name that not a lot of people know um, is a bit high on the ownership scale. But, but man, he, he's popping pretty nicely. He's got four top 10 rankings uh, in these key stats. Um, and that feels like someone who could come out and, and give you a top 20 finish at 7,400. So it just feels like someone you might just have to eat the chalk on. And there's a reason he's chalky. I mean, the guy finished T2 at Mexico, like you said, T5, or, you know, T15 at Wells Fargo. You know, he, he, he's, I like the UNLV he's guy. He's a UNLV guy from Chico, California. How can you not get behind that uh, That right there? But I like Kurt Kitayama down there in the 7K range as well. Um, he, he is chalky. I'm looking through, and I'm not really seeing – again, I fell in love with Mido so quick because of the Mido Joaquin thing. I don't even know. Yes. Joaquin. Barcelona. Bar- it's, it's pronounced Barcelona. Um, but when I saw the thing, the thing about Neiman and I was like, Oh, that's right. But his partner was actually playing well too. Mm-hmm. And Pereira has been a name that we've said a lot on the show. Uh, I'd like him. I, the reason I'm kind of at a, Ooh, right now is because I had Brian Harmon, um, kind of circled for a little while, but he WD'd obviously. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I've got a love hate with, with Mark Leishman. I just, I hate that I have to love him in, in windy conditions. Um, and sure. it's so stereotypical. He had such a cluster F, you know what I mean? Last week, mm-hmm. uh, I think he got it. He got his rear handed to him so good by the conditions and everything at the smells Fargo that I like him to bounce back strong uh, here in Texas. And so he would be my other seven K Mido and Mark in the seven K range. You heard it here first. What is he? I don't even Mark's projected ownership. Most Leishman is like around seven, eight percent. Seven. There you go. There you go. Hang your hat on Leishman. Thank me later. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind a little bit of Luke List this week. Actually, it's been a while since I've gone to him. Uh, but but he's coming. I know he's, several people who like him. He's in all right form. He's at seventy three hundred. He's finished. He's ranking fifteenth in my model this week. Um, he's a ball striker who can also hit it with a little bit of distance, uh, which we said you don't really need here. But he's got the kind of distance where he might be able to hit it just far enough, more than everyone else, where he can put himself in slightly better uh, position. Uh, the one thing that is either going to kill him or take him to the to the promised land this week is his putting. He's not a great putter, uh, but if he can get in there and find a stroke putting and play like he usually does uh, on the approach and with the ball striking, he could be someone at 7,300 who could definitely surprise. So I, I don't mind some Luke List this week either. Was that another dig at my 41 putts? It was not, but I mean, if you want to okay. take it that way, I'm okay with that. <laughs> no, I'm over it, man. I'm totally, I'm totally on. I'm totally on to Ipswich in the Mass Amateur. No, I, I actually like Luke List as a, as a, just he's gonna be around for a while. He's another Taylor Gooch. Yes, Luke List. I saw, I saw your boy Johnny Vegas pop up on a couple of lists, and he's also highly. I owned saw that too, week. actually. Well, I, I think it might just be because he's done well around this event but then again only the second year here at craig ranch why is his name though he's not the, that's not the only place i don't care can't get to down there he's not on our he played, i mean list. vegas does play, play well in, in texas it seems for some reason he just he just likes it down there down um, in tejas yeah vegas 8400 he ranks 34th in my model so not terrible um same thing it's it's the putting that will either make or break him um he's also not great from 200 plus uh, he doesn't so, – and he ranks at the bottom of, like, opportunities gained. So those are the things that are keeping him out of being higher ranked. It's his putting and his opportunities gained. Um, but let's quickly jump into uh, – so 
unfortunately, there's not a ton that I love in the 6K range either. Um, the main no guy that, that I'm going to in 6K is oh, – I just passed him. Is, I'm going back to Austin Smotherman. He's ranking 13th in my model. Uh, he's now proven – uh, on the times that we've played him, that he is a just a pure ball striker. He he hits it cleanly. He can pick it and he can he can put it where he wants. Um, he he's not the one thing that's really hurting him in these rankings is the the par fours between four fifty and five hundred. He he ranks one hundred thirty third in the field. But other than that, everything is uh, top sixty, and he's got quite a few top tens mixed in here as well, including ranking number one in proximity of two hundred yards or more. So at 6,600, I don't mind playing Smotherman if it means I can play some of those guys in the, the 9K range. You know, I'd, I'd give him a look. Uh, mostly, like you said, he's Smotherman. He's done well for us, at least when we've mentioned his name. Um, yeah. I think it's funny that you, that who who's number five on the model? Vaughn Taylor. Uh, and, oh, and yeah. Sort of, <laughs> I so think I, that I, would be. Yeah, so I'm fading him. I think it was because of his recent form. He's actually just not in great form. And you know the funny thing is, I would. Well, so he, I would, okay, so I say, yeah, no, he, he he missed the cut last week and he withdrew from the Mexico Open. Don't matter. Uh, he, he trust the system, trust the process. The numbers don't lie. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I didn't even get down to six K. I didn't. I messed around with lineups that didn't require me. Um, I didn't get. Now it would be fun, and there's you know some time left before the folks tee off tomorrow morning. Might yes. get in there and say like, what happens if I want Scotty and DJ? Can I build something that doesn't make me feel like a complete and total degenerate uh, to get it out there? But we'll see. Tune in next week to find out. We will make sure that we do a recap of the Byron Nelson. We'll keep it succinct. Yes. Uh, that means short, Andrew. Short. Yes. Short, um, and I'm saying that good at. <laughs> I like how you say we. That's very sweet of you to we, to. We like to, to to include you in my long-windedness. Yeah, um, but you know, when I when I have a couple of these right here, I tend to feed into that and keep you going. <laughs> what is this, the Today Show with Kathy Lee and Hoda? You're sitting here pounding red wine on at 10 a.m. I love it. Um, does, that, does that make no. you uh, Ryan Seacrest? <laughs> I guess it does. Well, he is a Georgia he is a Georgia Georgia Bulldog. I guess you didn't know that. Uh, did but not. he dropped he dropped out of school though. Imagine if he would have just graduated, he could have made something out of himself. Yes, yes. life just um, turned out so horrible for him. <laughs> we'll take we'll take a quick peek back at how we did with the Byron Nelson. We'll up yes, we I'll will. update you on what's going on with Piper Golf and how their balls handled out how yes. I handled their balls out in French Lick. It's a great sentence to repeat. <laughs> um, hopefully we'll we'll have some apparel from the clutch in on our bodies and uh, uh, then we'll the email pivot. today. It's on its way, so it won't be long. From and then from... we will pivot straight to Southern Hills PGA Championship and the next page in divots and pivots. Stay tuned next week for some more teasing. Of, yes. uh, we got some more stuff coming in the works. It's, it's big time for Belly Up Media and and everything that's going on with us. So I say us. I'm not even officially like no. You but you're, allow you're, me to come. To, I, you are you are this you are part of this show, so it is us because I you, appreciate follow, it because you, if you follow divots and pivots on on Twitter at divots and pivots, I teased it as well this week where I said we got we are so excited about some of the stuff that we just can't we got some quite talk in detail to you all about yet, but we got some exciting stuff coming. This is um, this is this is like the time Michael Mixon told me that he knew who had a crush on me right before I had to go play a baseball game, and I went oh for four, and I was like, what? That's just another sad sad story from. <laughs> I was more sad about 0 for 4 and then I found out it was already well, it was already the girl that I was it was the girl that I was dating. He was just trying to mess with my head. Um oh, it, wow. worked. it worked. It worked. Yeah. yeah. 41 putts. 41 putts. 41 That's right. I'll match that. It's pretty much uh standard for me. <laughs> All right. So thank you folks. Piper, Clutch, good to see you both. 
Yes. Uh, shouts Welcome to the Fantasy family. National. Belly, belly up. Thanks for letting me hang out again. Yes. And, and as always, uh, Tiki Live. Catch us every Wednesday, 10 a.m. right here like you did this morning. Uh, we're on Tiki Live. If you go to TikiLive.com and search Belly Up, go to Belly Up TV. You can watch 24-7 uh, sports content from all of our podcasts, all of our different shows. Uh, we got some exciting stuff coming from our more recent live broadcast team as well. Uh, we've been covering the the NLFA down in Louisiana. Um, we also have coming to you very shortly uh, some international content. We are going to start be starting to cover the uh, the uh, croquet league in England as well as the World Cup version of croquet later this summer. Uh, that's going to be held in New Zealand. So stay tuned. Uh, you can check us out on Tiki Live. We're going to be bringing you some. Uh, some ESPN Ojo style sports. It's going to be a and lot of fun. If you've got a Roku, so go looking for the Belly Up Media apps. The Roku Belly Up Media app. It's out yes, there. yeah. Tiki, t- so Tiki Live, you can find it through Tiki Live on Roku. So if you go to, go. if you Tiki download Live Tiki Live on Roku, same thing. Search Belly Up. You can watch twenty four seven. We always have something loaded up that'll play. There's never a blank screen. You can hear so many of our great podcasts and shows on there. And then catch us on all the places that you catch your podcasts uh, any day of the week, whenever you want, whenever it works for you. We'll be there, uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Divots and Pivots, or Real Mr. Mallet, or Mr. Mallet. Search it. You'll find us. Bud Copeland, as always, thanks for uh, for being here with me and being my uh, my counterpart and, and filling the airwaves. And uh, we'll see you next week, guys, for some PGA Championship next week. Very excited. Have a great week, all. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 